I'm SP from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a show about the general Marvel comic universe, part of the Guinea Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other hilarious and fun geeky shows at guineageeknetwork.com. Welcome to episode 241 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we continue our annual tradition with Steven's year-end gear review. In this week's Better Podcasting Download, we challenge you to be America's next top podcaster. And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we answer your questions about our gear. Lauren, start the show now. I want to think about how I can be America's next top model. Welcome to Better Podcasting. With a combined history of over a thousand episodes and starting as early as 2008, we are hobby podcasters through and through, just like you. That's why we are different. We minimize the money talk so that you can focus on building a better podcast. Here are the hosts for the show, Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer. Welcome to the penultimate 2020 edition of Better Podcasting. I am Stephen John Drew, and with me, of course, is SP. So glad you use penultimate. That is like my favorite podcasting word, and I think you know why. There's a backstory into that. This is the best time of the year for us because we love to geek out about gear, specifically our very own podcast gear and podcast gear that we want and podcast gear that we don't want and just podcast here. <laughs> so this is our favorite at two episodes of the year. Steven gets one. I get one. We're starting it all off right now. So you have, I don't know, two hours of us geeking out about gear and making jokes about each other's explanations, because that's what we do every year. It's been a tradition since 2015. This is our fifth year doing it. And we plan to continue into the future. Now, before we get to our How I Save My Podcast story, I just want to take a moment to let you know that if you're looking at the calendar and you're trying to figure out how it all works, there will be a bonus episode of Better Podcasting released, which is the one that is SP's gear episode. So this episode here was released on December 27th, and then there will be one the week of Jan the first week of January, January 3rd, which is technically being recorded in 2020. We've talked about how we do the pre-recording, so we have a break before. If you got questions about that, come to our Discord at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. But these are essentially our final two episodes of 2020. That's what we dubbed them. And I just wanted to let people know up front that, yes, you can expect uh, two weeks in a row of Better Podcasting main show. Actually, uh, technically, isn't it three weeks in a row? Let's not hold ourselves to that. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that sounds good. In the meantime, I'm going to start the show off like we always have, or most of the time we have. We have a How I Saved My Podcast story. And this one's really special to me because it wasn't one that Stephen brought to the table. It's not even one that I brought to the table. It's one that a very special listener brought to the table. And Stephen, that listener unexpectedly, by the way, was my mother. My mother brought forth a How I Saved My Podcast story. Love it. Steven, th this was great. When it came in, I messaged you and we were going back and forth ab about it. And it was uh, very interesting. So this is in honor of my mom. Thanks, mom. 
And we're going to go over how I save my podcast story. Now, in full disclosure, my mom does not podcast. However, through my endeavors, I think I got her listening to podcasts. And even this year for her birthday, I got her something that aided that. I got her some AirPod Pros so she could listen in one ear, the other ear, whatever. She hasn't gotten back to me as to how it's changed her life yet, but I'm sure it has. Mom, I'm, I'm sure it has. Anyway, she was listening to one of these podcasts that she listens to. I don't listen to it. Matter of fact, I never even heard about it before, but I checked it out. It's called Satellite Sisters. Now, the description of Satellite Sisters, as per its actual description in the podcast app, is women's humor, health, and happiness, award-winning pep talk for modern women. Hosted by Leanne Dolan, Liz Dolan, and Julie Dolan, real sisters with very different lives. Satellite Sisters informs listeners' daily lives with entertaining conversations, smart advice, and positive support. With laughter and friendship, Satellite Sisters tackles current events, family and friends, plus pets, health plus wellness, culture plus entertainment, TV and film, work plus careers, life transitions plus decisions. So, Stephen, you get a good sense of what the podcast is just by that description right there? I do, actually. You know what I was thinking when I was reading this description, and this has nothing to do with the How I Save My Podcast story, by the way. I was thinking that this suspiciously looks like keyword stuffing to me. Oh, uh, the end. I get the end now. Yes. Okay. Yep. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Okay. No, no fault of Satellite Sisters. As a matter of fact, it might be a good tip for you and your podcast, and you might want to think about adding some of that stuff in in case you have some digits left in your podcast description text. So on December 8th, so less than two weeks ago, they released an episode, and my mom immediately was like, oh, look at this. She actually linked me the episode and everything, so I'm like, okay, I got to take a listen to this. And from their show notes, by the way, quote, note, we had audio problems today, so Julie sounds great, but the rest of us don't. We lost the whole original file, but Julie thankfully had a backup. Sorry, hashtag 2020 problems, unquote. That was in their descriptions. Uh, honestly, one of the hosts sounded decent. The other sounded really bad, a lot of reverb. And it sounded like there were multiple of each of them as they were talking. And to be honest, I'm not sure if I personally would have published that episode. They decided to do that. It, that is their decision to make. I, I won't fault any publisher, any producer for publishing an episode that has questionable audio. That is their decision to make. So they went ahead and did it. I don't know if I would have. They did run a disclaimer at the start of the show. So if you didn't read the show notes, you would know what was about to happen. The disclaimer was read by, and I don't remember, it was the main host that's producer, sister, whatever. She went ahead and told the audience that the bad audio was about to happen, but they made the decision to publish it because they wanted to get the episode out. I can't blame them on that. And the other thing that I want to say is inadvertently, they were running a backup. The one sister was running a backup on her local computer, something that she forgot that she set up. I have no idea how they connect. I have no idea what the backup was. Just know that their main recording source, which I think was one of the recording services like Zencaster, CleanFeed, that sort of thing, had botched the file. It was completely gone. And so she was running a local backup 
And it, if it was like a Skype call, I could imagine like MP3 Skype recorder or Rivera or something just running in the background. So I'm not sure why the recording was running in the background, but she had a recording not only of her, but of the other side as well. So they were able to get that show out and at least one of the hosts sounded okay. I think that's great that there was a backup. I think we've all been there before where we don't have backups or we think there, there are backups running and they're not. And then we discover it because we need the backup. We can't find that. So just a reminder, this time of the year, you might want to look into your backups and how that's working. Or if you don't have a backup, look into getting a backup. And then also, uh, Stephen, I would like your take on you have one host that sounds OK. You have two hosts, hosts, not guests, but hosts that don't sound OK. And would you publish that episode? So I'm going to turn it over to you, Mr. Steven. I think it would depend on the content. If I felt that it was a good show, yeah, I would. Because ultimately, your content is what people are listening for. And as long as you don't have this happening over and over and over and over, where it becomes a habit, then I think your audience will be most likely to excuse that or try to listen through to it. And it's a shame to waste content, especially if it's good content. So yeah, I, I definitely would. I would do what I could to clean it up. I have done episodes before where I've had somebody who I've had to use a backup recording and I've, I've done as much as I could to improve that, including painstakingly going through and splicing up the file so I just have them sounding poor rather than everybody sounding poor and splicing it in with good stuff. So no, absolutely. I think if the content is good, uh, why not? Uh, unless it's happening more than once in a short period of time. Okay. I can't argue with that at all. All right. Well, let's go ahead to somewhere that you can argue with me, and it is my gear. I can make fun of you, too. All right, so if you're checking out Better Podcasting the first time this year, you might not know this about us. This is what we do towards the end of the year, is we do a couple of episodes where we talk about the, the gear that we have purchased over the previous year. And this started from way back when we first started Better Podcasting. The timing just worked out that we did what was called a gear arc, where we did a few episodes in a row where we talked about podcast gear, and specifically the evolution of our gear and the intention was to cover how you don't need to start out with the best all the time. That's why we started out with the gear arc was we showed that we evolved over time. And that just corresponded with the end of the year. So it became a tradition where every year we thought, well, let's highlight what the evolution was of our gear in the past year so that we can not only plant some seeds about some things you may want or some things that you may not want, but we can also just have fun to look at all of the crazy things that each other purchased at the end of the year here. And uh, it's, it is a lot of fun for us. So today I am doing my gear rundown and next week SP will do his. And I've got mine divided into a few categories. The first category being true podcast purchases. The second being maintenance. The third being partially podcast, partially elsewise. And the last one being honorable mentions. I also will wrap it up with some thoughts on what I have for my next year's purchases possibly. So I'm just going to go through and run down some of these these and have a bit of a conversation with SP as we go through about this. And I'll start off with one of my surprise purchases that I was braided for a very long time by people that I know to purchase. And it is an Elgato Stream Deck. If you don't know what this is, essentially it is a 
physical device that sits on your desk and you can program it to do different functions and it's got individual keys so you can actually put pictures on there. Now I use it for the video show here primarily where I'm switching between the different video elements and I have pictures loaded. So like if I want to go to a full screen of myself, I have a button with my ugly mug on it. If I want to go to a full screen of SP, I have a pit button on there with his handsome mug and I've got a whole bunch of different controls on there. But here's the thing. It's not just good, in my opinion, for a person doing video. Yes, it's helpful for streamers and things like that. But there are so many shortcuts that you can do with this that I think that it is definitely something that if you have a semi-permanent setup, you may want to think about getting this for editing and even just launching files and programs. An example of that is that every time we do this show, I have a little notepad file that I have to edit with the episode number on it so that it shows up on the video overlay. I just have a one button thing now that launches that from buried in my better podcasting folder. I have other ones where if I want to load the image folder for when I'm doing artwork for uh, the ID3 tags and things like that, and I want to pull it from there, I've got a link to that. Again, editing is another thing where you could put hotkeys and shortcuts in. I think that it is definitely something that should be on podcasters' mind if you are editing your podcast from a desktop or a laptop interface where you can have this kicking around. I don't know that you'd want to carry it around all the time, but to me, it's definitely one of the top purchases that I had this year, which was technically in December 25th last year. Yeah, I, I ordered it on Christmas. December 25th, 2017? 2019. This the Prime Day 2018? No, no. Uh, yeah. December 26, 2018. I know you're running through all the times that I said no. Yeah, yeah. So this is the big deal. We have chided Stephen quite a bit over the fact that, hey, this looks like something that you would need. And we're all thinking in terms of his advanced video production. He said, no, 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 I'm OK. I got my high key. No, no, I'm OK. And then he got it. And the world changed for him. So. We keep on going back the three years that we tried to get him to buy it, that we sent him the deals <laughs> from Slick Deals or wherever, or the, you know, the Amazon.ca link, and we tried to get him to buy it. And he said, no, 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 no. And I finally gave up. And I think that's what made him go, okay, now that SP's not telling me to do it, I'm going to go ahead and do it. And it changed his life. So this is one of the cases where I'm going to make fun of you. You could have had Go this ahead. three years before and made your life so much better. I deserve it. And I have to say, even launching programs, it's fantastic. As someone who does the podcasting from a desktop, the editing from there, the publishing all from the same desktop, I love having shortcuts to these different programs and not having to go in and find it on my mess. That's my desktop. So I like it. The next thing that I want to mention was actually, again, a Christmas thing from 2019. It was a Christmas gift that I got. It was Edifier R101BT monitors. Uh, this is studio monitors for my den here. And I've been really happy with them. I, I didn't spend the money on it, but people obviously knew what I was sort of looking at. And I wasn't looking at something too expensive. I didn't want that. I hadn't owned a pair of real studio monitors before. And these ones here look like they had overall good reviews. Are there better? Yes. Are there probably more flat ones? Yes. But I've been really happy with them. And I 
think that they just have allowed me to edit more clearly than I thought than I was before, just by having that clarity in there. The only thing that's not clear is the right side because it kind of half sits below a monitor just because I need to mm. elevate it by about 12 inches. <laughs> you know, I have that same issue with my Studio B in the monitors that are my old monitors, by the way, the AV40s, the M-Audio AV40s. I can't get them to sit at the right level, so they sit kind of half below the desk. I put it, so it's, it's kind of a bar situation where I'm sitting on a bar stool and I've got floor stands that come up all the way except for like two or three inches below the desktop. So I'm what I'm saying is I kind of understand where you're coming from, where you get some of the audio cut off. Since it's my Studio B, I thought, eh, I'm not going to really worry about it. But if it was my main studio, I would do something to create a good studio monitor stand that I could use at the correct height. The other thing why I actually need a like a professional one versus one that I build myself. It's in the middle of my family room in the basement. I just want to make sure it kind of looks like it's a good workspace, you know, not messy like all my other workspaces are because it's on the open where anybody can walk by it. So I did opt to go with the professional actual store-bought ones versus making it myself. But who knows? Maybe I'll do it sometime. Anyway, I don't want to take too much time away from Steven's <laughs> awesome purchase here of getting studio monitors, which I, again, have chided him about since 2014. So congratulations. Five years later, you're actually editing well with speakers. The next thing that I want to talk about is Sennheiser IE40 Pro IEMs. I bought those as a thing to test out. I have for a long time used the Shure SE215 in-ear monitors, and I thought, okay, well, I'm going to go and buy the Sennheiser IE40 Pros. They're kind of in the same price point. There was a sale, and and truthfully, I, I kind of regret them at that. I'll talk a little more about that probably a bit later, but they're just, they're not as good for a few different reasons. I've mentioned it before on um, one of the podcasts. I don't remember if it was this or the live chat, but they're just not as maintainable as the Shures. There's not a lot of manufacturer-created tips and things like that. So the Shures that you have Sure making a bunch of products that work for it, the Sennheisers, there seems to be a lot of aftermarket stuff that you got to lean on, and that's not what I want. And they just overall aren't as good, in my opinion. So I bought those for podcasting to try and talk about. I was hoping for a more favorable review so I could be like, hey, here you got a couple options that I can recommend now. But for now, that's not where it stands. The next one that I have is the Zoom PodTrack P4. I've done an unboxing for video for it, and that's it. So to be determined on that, that may have possibly have been a US import that was sent my way we've talked about it on the show before i actually bought steven the zoom uh, pot track before i bought one for myself too i have not unboxed mine yet yes bad sp bad sp but hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll be able to get to stuff like that as well was sent to me a dented not dented when it left a uh, box of the zdm one podcast mic pack so that is another thing i'm looking forward to trying and probably something i will do over the break here, I want to check both of these things out. Yeah, uh, the $100 
large diameter microphone market is starting to get a lot crowded. There used to be nothing there. Matter of fact, there used to be nothing below the, uh, what was it, the Rode, um, is it the Rodecaster? No, the Procaster, the Rode Procaster that we would recommend, which sits around $210 US. But now there is a bunch and that is one, but will we recommend it? We will wait and see. Now, I'm going to move into my maintenance category here because that's my core podcast category there. The maintenance, uh, first one that I want to mention, this was back in, I think, March timeline. I bought a new Shure IEM headphone cord. Yes, for my in-ear monitors, I needed to replace the cord. I've been using my Shure SE215 since 2017. And if you've ever looked at them, you'll be familiar with this. But what you might not know if you've not looked at IEMs, is there's a piece of metal in the wire that goes to your ear so that you can kind of shape it and make it fit well to your specific ears. And that wire that's in there finally busted through the plastic, so that started to hurt, as you might imagine. And so I was thinking about buying a new set of IEMs, and then there was actually something SP said along the way that meant made me go, wait a minute, I think I saw that you could buy the cord. And so I was able to buy just the cord for my IEMs, and hook them up to the actual speaker portions on them and refurbish my Shure SE215s. And they basically came back to brand new. So definitely something that was worthwhile because as I later found out in the year, the alternative I was looking at, I didn't like as much. So I was glad that I actually had refurbished the SE215s and basically brought them back to brand new as well. A little nod as well. Um, I maintenance wise did have to get new foam tips for those. You tend to replace the foam tips on IEMs a lot more than you do the cups on headphones. For the video viewer, you saw my misfailed attempt at trying to make a little joke there. I was trying to pull the cord out of my headphones, which is, I think, is what I mentioned to Stephen that got him thinking of that. Unfortunately, it's stuck in there right now, so I can't pull it out. So the joke failed. Joke's on me this time. Rats. Now, one of the other things that I bought this year with maintenance was a dual XLR to quarter inch dual cable. Now, what is this for? Well, this was because of the Zoom L12 setup that was that I couldn't capture the mix down until a recent firmware update of the Zoom L12. So the way that I ran the Zoom L12 was I went from the XLR outputs on the L12 into a UMC. 202 HD Behringer audio interface in order to get a stereo mix down that we could then stream out to everybody and also capture just a, a total mix down there of that. And I had that set up before, but the cable went flaky because at the time I couldn't really get the cable that I wanted and it was kind of, it was not of great quality and it did eventually fail and I had to rattle it a few times. So I had to replace a new cable. I don't know that you or I have ever gone a year without buying a cable or two uh, to replace, but this was the one that I really had to do this year was that. And because it is something that is tied so corely into my streaming, I didn't try to find one that was a little better quality this time. And I did buy that. I can't remember what cord I had to buy this year, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I had to buy. I know I have to buy a bunch of cell phone stuff and HDMI cables. Matter of fact, I recently have gone the route for HDMI cables since I've had so many issues with them. I actually had to buy a new TV because I thought the TV was bad. Turns out it was a bad HDMI cable. Ah, 
So I go more expensive. It doesn't mean that they won't go bad or they're not bad out of the box. It just means that uh, there's a less likelihood of that happening. So good on you for going up uh, in quality for something that you know has already gone bad. I also bought a ground loop isolator. This helps remove ground loops. And it's got the one that I use. It has three and a half millimeter stereo connection on both sides. I bought one of those. And you might be saying to yourself, Stephen, I thought you've bought one of those before. And if you're watching the video side, you might be going, Stephen, why are you holding two in addition to the one that we can't see on screen that's also spare? Because I saw a deal on them and I'm a sucker for having these around. Like, quite honestly, I wanted to give these a shout out because we have had an increase of people in our Discord server have little buzzes come up. And this sometimes happens because people start to wire things differently or they expand their setup or hardware gets old. And sometimes if it is a ground loop issue that there is a way to go to a three and a half millimeter connection, like if you're going from like a laptop over to a mixer or something like that, it can solve this problem. And it has solved this problem for a lot of people. So I I love having these around. I actually just gave one to my father-in-law for his drum room because he had a similar problem with his audio mixer. I just think that they're handy to have and they come on sale all the time. And I think it's worth just keeping one around, even just as a spare or three in my case. So, Stephen, I have this bun coffee maker that it needs higher filters in it. Otherwise, the grounds get in the pot quite a bit. And if I run out of those higher filters, then I have to go to the traditional filters and then I get grounds in my pot. So, I'm just wondering. Will those ground loop isolators take those grounds out of my coffee? Yes, I did also buy micro SD cards this year. That's the next thing that I want to talk about here is micro SD cards, because it's worth noting if you're using a micro SD card in your system, like with the uh, Rodecaster Pro or the Zoom line, any of those, they do start to go bad. This is not unique to podcasting either. If you look at anything, that uses a micro SD card, such as like a Raspberry Pi, if you've ever heard of one of those, with enough reading and writing, they will die, especially if they're cheaper. So it's really good to try to refresh those when you can. And I don't do the fill it up, go to a new card like SP does, but I still do try to replace them at least once or twice a year. And of course, I did this year because I started to see a weird glitch come up and I'm like, okay, I didn't lose my file this time, but what about next time? I'm glad you're mentioning this. I didn't put it in my gear list for the next episode. I suppose I could add it, but I don't think it's necessary. To date, I have used 33 64 gigabyte SD cards to record all of my podcasts on my Zoom H6. When I very first started, I overwrote the card a couple of times, but then I just realized that it's nice to have that backup to go back a couple of months. So I kept them and I started keep them, started buying new cards, and I was able to get them on sale enough that I have now bought for my Zoom H6 33 64 gigabyte SD cards. Now they're the big SD cards, but you know, now they come micro and then you get it with the converter in there as well to go to the main uh, SD card. So yes, this is very important to have at least a extra one on hand because you never know when one's going to go bad and they do go bad. All right, well, let's move on to my partially podcast, partially elsewise. And this was a little large this year for a reason that we'll get to in a minute. 
The first is the Pixel 4a. Okay, Pixel 4a, I will use this for podcasting on occasion. I will use this for doing videos for stuff like on Better Podcasting. But I needed a new phone and I didn't want to go with an expensive phone. So I went with the Google Pixel 4a and it looks like it's going to work quite well for me. Now, the next thing that I want to talk about is a phone holder for that Pixel 4a for a tripod. Now, if you're not familiar with this, it's a little apparatus that fits a phone into it and you can go ahead and adjust and tilt and do all of these things so that you can then attach your phone to a tripod. So again, how this ties into podcasting is that for better podcasting, the website, we do videos occasionally, so I will need this on occasion or just a fun little video here or there if there's something that we want to show on the Good A Geek show, because again, we have a video companion there or something that I need to film. This is something that I bought. Now, there's very expensive versions of this. I spent a whopping $11 because I'm not using it daily. And I went, so if what if it breaks in a year? What if it breaks in half a year? For 11 bucks, I'll get a new one. I'm not going to spend hundreds of dollars on one just because I use it maybe every other month. So it's been good to me. And uh, if you're going to buy one, look for one that allows you to tilt the phone as well. It's a little easier to level your phone than level the tripod sometimes. Absolutely. Now, I will say if you happen to have a larger phone, you need to make sure that it will take the larger phone. And some of the larger phones, they won't take it with the case on, like if you have a a semi-bulky case. So just keep that in mind that you need to make sure it will fit your phone if you're just buying one on the internet. Just make sure it's compatible with a phone of whatever phone that you have size. The other thing that I'll say is if you happen to have one of those phone stabilizers, you know, those motion stabilizers, the selfie handheld things. Uh, If you do buy one, I would recommend that you get one with a mount on the bottom for a tripod. So you can just stick one on a tripod and that could be your cell phone holder too. Very expensive cell phone holder, but it will work. And and in my case, I use a second generation Osmo Mobile 2. I think maybe this year I need to upgrade that, but it has worked well for the cell phone holder for me, as well as I have an old selfie stick one, actually two old selfie stick ones that work as well. That's actually why I needed a new one was because I was using a selfie stick one that broke. And the next thing I want to mention here is an HDMI switch. Now, why does this tie into podcasting more so with my podcast setup? Because back when we started doing the whole work from home thing, I was in a position that I now needed to start to use my monitors for working. And in order to be able to be comfortable and not have to constantly uh, change wires from my sort of main system, podcast system back to work or reduce what I was using for my podcast system, system, I needed to put an HDMI switch in so that I could switch between the input of my work laptop and my desktop computer. I did this on both of my main monitors so that I had an option to go to dual monitors for work and dual monitors back for my main system. So this is something that I didn't need to buy if I was just working from home because I probably wouldn't be doing as much back and forth as I am as a podcaster because we record multiple nights a week. And so I go to work and then I come and I podcast 
And then I go to work the next day and then I come and I podcast. So I didn't want to have to be putting all that wear on plugging and unplugging. So I bought some HDMI switches to achieve this. Another thing that I bought, a cheapo mic boom arm. Now, why did I buy a cheapo mic boom arm? Because I wanted uh, to be able to not only put a second mic on there if I wanted to test something or if I wanted to say podcast with a kid, but I actually wanted to use it for a second camera for our video companion on this. But I never got around to it because I found that it worked really well with my new unboxing setup, which I'll talk about in a minute here. I actually ended up repurposing it for a second microphone, the Audio-Technica BP40, when I'm doing unboxings. Another thing that I bought was cable channel. Mm -hmm. So what is cable channel? It's not a channel of cable. It's not a channel that you watch on cable. It is a channel that you put cables into. And this was because back when we started the whole COVID lockdown thing, a lot of people started cleaning their space. I was one of them. And I took some time to look at my den space, which was now my work and podcasting and fun space. And there was a lot of wires that were on the floor and a lot of things that I could kick. And I thought it's time to organize those because I have a U-shaped desk. So I have some cables that go from one side all the way to the other. And so I decided that I would get this cable channel that I could clean up my cables, put them into. And because my desk, every side faces a wall, I was able to stick it sort of to the back of the desktop so that I could not see the cables unless I stand up and look down and need to fish them in. So it was something that I kind of had on my mind for a while, but I decided I was finally going to organize those cables that I had for my podcast setup. I didn't do my podcast desk, although I had planned to do it because of, we'll talk about that next week, the work that was going to be going on around my uh, podcast studio. However, I did do it with my entertainment center in the workout room, and I had planned to do it with other entertainment centers, kind of ran out of time because, well, hey, we actually had work to do eventually. But one thing that I will say is if you do something like that, be prepared to possibly get longer lengths of cable for your devices, power cable, uh, XLR cable, whatever, because you might be routing the cable in a way that is not the shortest route, and you might need a longer cable in order to do that. So yes, I believe in organizing all the cables, especially if you're podcasting to separate the audio from the power, but you might end up needing longer lengths of cable along the way. Another thing that I bought that was partially podcast, partially elsewise was the DJI Osmo Mobile 3. Now this is a gimbal for a phone. And the reason why I bought it was because it was a really, really good deal on those Amazon warehouse deals. And I knew that we wanted to make more video content for the better podcasting website. So here's the thing with that though. Uh, we didn't do as much video as we had planned, but I did use this on at least one occasion for that, which was when I did that demonstration that we had of the NVIDIA RTX voice noise reduction software. If you recall, I ended up doing a video where I helped re reduce the noise of my drone to demonstrate how it was. And that was an audio and a video thing that people could see. Well, for the video side of things, I used it to record that as well as uh, in front of my 3D printer when it was printing, I tried to uh, do some noise there as well. So I think I'll get more use of this next year, but uh, definitely something that um, I bought for 
more so for the video stuff that we're going to do on betterpodcasting.com. If you do any sort of walk and talk videos whatsoever, even if you are like doing a quote unquote Zoom call with work or whatever, get yourself one of these gimbals because if you're walking and participating in something like that, even if you have headphones, whatever, the video is just going to drive the participants nuts. So make sure you get a gimbal and it will not cease all of that movement, but it will make it more palatable to the viewer. And the last thing that I want to mention here was a big purchase. This was the big purchase of the year, and it was a computer upgrade. Now, I went into depth previously on the show about this, but the the bottom line with this is it actually came about 12 months earlier than I had wanted to. And that was really because of the whole COVID uncertainty situation, not only availability of parts, price increases, but because I have kids and there was a It was looking like they were going to be at school all of this year, which it didn't turn out to be, but it looked like they were going to be at home for school all of this year. I thought that we needed to do a bit of upgrades to what we had available to accommodate that. So all of these factors together, I moved that up by a a year about, but it benefited me on the podcast a lot as well. Not only the video side of things, because now I've gone from the way we did video before was three computers working together to be able to do a bunch of different video streams down to one. I also have editing. The rendering is a lot faster now. It's a lot more stable. It's a lot less resources being used on my computer because I have upgraded it. It was getting a little long in the tooth. I won't go into all of the details. I will say that I definitely went towards the higher end of things because I am a video guy. I have more video projects planned and maybe I'll get into gaming eventually or something like that. If you're just a podcaster, not doing a lot of video stuff, you don't need to go as high end as I did. But if you want to ask me more questions about that podcast at betterpodcasting.com or go to betterpodcasting.com slash discord, and we can have a conversation about what I got and what I think probably you don't need. I think if you are podcasting and you are doing any sort of connection over the internet to guests that you're interviewing or co-host or something like that, you're going to need to look at replacing, upgrading your computer at least every five years, if not sooner. It really just depends on how much you're taxing it and how much you want it to do. And if you're sitting on the cutting edge and what kind of connect, I mean, especially if you do video, like Steven said. But I I would say for podcasting, if you make it beyond five years, you are in the let's patch this up mode and just get it to the next cycle of when I could purchase a replacement. I I would just just off the top of my head, I would say five years. And Stephen and I have both pushed that before and and we've gotten bit by it, but uh, maybe it'll work for you. I don't know. And I would also say that if you are relying on recording on a computer, like you don't have a separate hardware recording device, that might come a little bit sooner because you, if you have software that's taxing your computer, you might end up having those audio dropouts and things like that. All right, let's get into the on-roll mentions category. First off, networking, only because it was on my mind because SP had his How I Saved My Podcast story, the last Better Podcasting episode. I run a sort of prosumer model, so I'm not really in a situation where like with a consumer model, you have your router go and you go and you completely replace the backbone of your network because of that. I have a wired house as well as sort of a prosumer model. So there are the different things that you re- 
place if something goes wrong and you don't have a whole network overhaul sort of thing. But I did do a little bit of cleanup this year with my network, which I think did benefit the streaming aspect and the interaction aspect of how SP and I talk when we record uh, this show. And the reason why I kind of highlighted in this way is because if you did a direct wire path from my computer back to the router, you would probably find not a lot changed this year with that path. But I did change some other things in the house, which I think has evened out the network load a little bit and has made things a little more stable elsewise, which may have inadvertently impacted the computer. So I did do a little bit of upgrade there, which I thought was worth mentioning because again, we do this podcast depending on the internet. And so that's something you got to consider is your networking stuff. Not every podcast is done over the internet. A lot are actually recorded in person. But if you are using your internet to connect, I'll talk about it next week. There are things that you need to look at. The next thing I want to give an honorable mention to was a 3D printer. This was a gift that my wife organized with a bunch of different people for my birthday. It was a 3D printer. And uh, why is this for podcasts? Well, because there's been a few things that I've 3D printed for podcasting. A simple example is that there is a Zoom product that I use for my webcam to hold my webcam um, into a microphone clip. And I needed to add a second one. And at the time, it was far out availability because it was kind of at the early stages of the COVID lockdown and lots of tech was hard to be found. And so I ended up just 3D printing one. But there's other things I have in mind as well that I'm going to use it for with podcasting. But again, it's an honorable mention. 3D printer, a lot more expensive than spending the $20 on the cliff. (laughs) It is, but it's so much more useful for your everyday life around the house. If something breaks and you can 3D print something to replace it rather than buying a whole new item, it is worth its weight in gold. Now, the next thing I want to talk about was a bench for the 3D printer. Now, why is this tied into the podcasting? Because it is something that I needed a surface that I had dedicated for the 3D printer, and it's a little higher than a desk. And this is great for our unboxing videos, but I wanted to give it a special shout out here because I think it would be a really neat surface to set up with if you wanted to stand and podcast. It's Mm. at a good height for that because a bench is meant to be stood up against and worked on and things like that. And so I, I think that this is something that someone could possibly do if they had a bench that they had access to, like in a garage or something like that, that you knew you could keep your equipment clean and things like that. You could potentially podcast on it quite comfortably if you were standing. So it's something that occurred to me as I've done these unboxing videos standing. It's the perfect height for them. And I could see myself potentially standing and podcasting from one. You have to look at what type of, you know, materials made from how you direct your cables, all of that stuff there. But the one that I bought, I, I could see it, but I wanted to mention it. If you have any sort of sit stand desk, you could use that as well. And I will just make a plug for stand up podcasts. I've been viewing a lot more podcasts that are recorded with people standing up and they seem more energetic. They seem more engaged. They seem more alert. And I think it's better for the podcast to do it. Plus, it's better for your diaphragm if you're standing up to to get into voice acting and voice training and stuff like that. So uh, if you just need something like this bench to do it, not a sit stand thing, that's great. If you need to create your own vocal booth, and I know a lot of voice actors do this where they stand up into a vocal booth and they podcast that way or record that way. Yeah, all viable options. I love that idea, though, for your bench, because it's something as a hobbyist that you have. If you ever decide to do it, just like, okay, I'll just use this. 
Another thing that I want to give an honorable mention to is lighting changes. I'm a big advocate that if you're doing any video for your show and you want to sort of have something that you can use uh, dynamically, try to use smart lights. I think it makes a big difference because you can set color temperature level, things like that. I did make a bit of a change this year. It's still overall the same, but I, I made a change because the bulbs I was using in 2019, uh, I wasn't super happy with. So I switched them at the beginning of 2020. Still wasn't super happy. Felt that they were a little darker than I was in 2019. So this year I found a really good deal on a Philips Hue color temperature, not color, but color temperature four pack and uh, use those so I could run my lights a little bit lower in brightness, but have two per side in my soft boxes. And it was exactly what I needed to get back to the lighting that I had before and with what I wanted from a techie, geeky perspective, which I won't get into on this show, but hashtag local all the way, and we'll leave it at that. And oh my gosh, I don't believe, we never talked about it on this show. I actually had, and, and you had a similar situation talking about old bulbs that aren't great. I had a situation in the overhead light to the podcast office right here where the bulb basically melted. It got so hot that it cracked the casing on on the screw thing, and I don't know what to call it on a light bulb, but the 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 hardware part of the light bulb, not the light part of the light bulb, it actually uh, just split in half, and it was all burnt up and stuff like that. And uh, I think that these LED lights, which were supposed to last twenty one years, are just more trouble than they're worth, at least in the first and second generation. I hope third, fourth, fifth, sixth generation of these LED lights are more safe to have around the house because this could literally have caused a a fire around here so i i changed the bulb out like right before a podcast one week i think it was legends of shield and yes your lighting is more important to your podcast than you realize especially if you're doing a video show well and the other thing is if you're not doing a video show if you can sort of have extra lights that kind of put you in a certain mind space like mm -hmm. it, it can help you as well get into the mode of recording so I, I think the smart lighting can be helpful as well with setting an ambiance when you record. Now, the last thing that I want to mention in this category is a mystery mention. I didn't put it in the document because I didn't want SP to know about this. So you're, you and your secrets. I just don't get it. My shed. Now, I built shed a shed this podcasting. summer. Now, why is it tied into this? Because this is a bit of a stretch, but I want to mention it. There is a certain level of organization you need to have if you start to be like us and collect gear. <laughs> and I think it's very relevant that we mentioned this at uh, this time because we do this every year and that is gear that we collect eventually. At the moment, I've run out of space in the den and I don't want, I don't know where to put it. So the shed helped me get a little more organized. So I'll have some room elsewhere in the, in the house to keep that gear safely. And that's one of the reasons why. Second reason why, in order to do the shed, I had to buy a nice little saw and I'm going to be able to do some more custom projects with that for the studio. Uh, and the third reason was it kept me going as a hobby podcaster. I was feeling pretty... I was really feeling the COVID crunch in summer. You were. And I was like really struggling with podcasting and it was hard for me. And when I built this shed, it gave me, it rejuvenated me and made me feel a little more accomplished because it's nothing that I had done before. And it really helped me with my other hobbies. 
put a pep back in my step and feel more comfortable with that. So I wanted to give it a big mention because it did help me change my mindset at the time. And so, okay, don't go build a shed because you're trying to get out of funk. That's an expensive way to fix it. There's probably smaller projects you could do. But I wanted to give it a mention for those three reasons. I remember in September this year, I didn't put it on my list because it didn't have anything to do with gear. But in September, I went to the family lake home for two weeks and I worked my butt off for two weeks. We didn't podcast at all. I broke. We talked about it before on the, on the show. I broke it to your late and said, look, this is going to be the one time I'm going to get to see my family this year. I want to want to go see my family, but I'm going to have to be gone for two weeks. And you're like, go, go. And I think I mentioned at the time, look, you had your break to do your shed. I, I want my break. And, and yes, I will say after being gone for two weeks, I didn't do a shed, but I did a bunch of projects that needed to get done at the lake. And after that two weeks, I came back refreshed and, and, and ready to go again. And yes, it was, I, it took me two months longer, probably because I was actually going into work and you weren't, but I had to get out of that COVID funk then too. So uh, we're probably going to run into it again in a couple of months because it's winter and everything, but yes, do something, take yourself out of your situation, have that little vacation, staycation, whatever, and reset your mind and, and do that. I think that's very important in any year, not, not just this year. Now, as I close this up, I just want to give uh, an idea of where I'm going for next year. So what am I thinking about? Well, truthfully, I plan to take a similar approach to especially the first half of this year, how I ended up handling this year. If you go back and you look at my list one more time, if you look at my core podcast purchases, there's really only one thing that I purchased that was directly podcast related, and it was the Sennheiser IEMs. The other stuff that was in there were either last year or something that was sent to me or related to a need that came up that was sort of related to podcasting. And the reason why I think that I want to continue this approach is because when I look at what I've got as it is now, I don't feel that changing out core gear is really giving me a lot of gain as a hobby podcaster. Good example of this is the microphone. I have a couple different microphones that I like, and I might switch back to the Audio-Technica at some point, but right now I'm using the Rode Procaster microphone, and I like how it sounds. I, I could go and try something in the higher category, like the RE20 microphone, but I just don't know that I see the personal value with my current podcast ambitions. I just don't know that I really see a, a reason for me personally to go and do that. I'm not getting that feel that I want to go and change it out and and upgrade again. I feel like I, I've reached a level where I've got an overall sound that I like, and I still have some opportunity with what I've got to refine it further and do things a little bit differently to try to maximize what I've got. The same thing goes with my audio mixer, the, the, the Zoom L12, the Zoom L8. At some point, those were adding benefits to my system. I was reducing what I had for gear. I no longer had a mixer and a handheld recorder. It was multi-track uh, interface as well into the computer. But now it's working with what I have, and I haven't had really a need to expand beyond that. In fact, for most of the year, I ran on the Zoom L8, and I plan to go back to the Zoom L12. That means that I have more room than I really need because I was running on the L8. So I just don't know that there's a lot in my core system 
that I want to switch out. Maintenance is a whole other thing. I anticipate that there's going to be some maintenance that's going to need to come up. But as it currently stands, I don't really have my sights set on changing out any of my core podcast gear. If there's something that comes up that does make me curious, I may buy that. But I'm going to keep in mind my Sennheiser IE40 Pros that I bought. I just regret the purchase. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what I, I'm interested in next year. It's funny that you mentioned microphones. I don't think we've ever talked about it before, but microphones actually have a shelf life based on the, the foam that degrades inside them and things like that. The electronics eventually degrade, especially if you're using them constantly. And I don't know what the service life is on a decent microphone. Are we talking 10 years? Are we talking 15 years? Are we talking 20, maybe 30 years? But at some point, the microphone is going to start to degrade in quality. So maybe you don't need to up your grade, up, upgrade the capability, but you're definitely going to have to replace it at some point. And we just don't know when that's going to be for the various microphones that we have. I mean, the, the RE20, it's a very infamous and famous microphone that like the, if you can get a hold of the 1980s microphone and, and refurbish it, you're going to have a better microphone than you do today. And that might be true. But still, the RE20s today are pretty good. How long are they going to last? How long is my RE320 going to last? How long is your Rodecaster going to last? How, how long is our BP40s going to last? We, we all, both of us have all three microphones. So I don't know. That's a good question. But I don't think we're there yet since, you know, we just got all these gears within the last five years. I think we get at least five years out of this stuff. So I'm mostly going to focus, I think, next year on ongoing maintenance, unless something comes up like did this year, where it just threw me for a loop and a bunch of things had to be bought as such. I've got some ideas. If you want to ask in our Discord, go ahead. But that's going to go ahead and wrap up my segment. We look forward to you coming back for the segment next week, where SP is going to run down his list. But in the meantime, let's go on to the Better Podcasting Download. This is the Better Podcasting Download. We got this in our Discord from Yakko. Yeah, Yakko Dr. Jeremy Dennis from the Transmissions Podcast. He posted in our Discord and it was a link to the America's Next Top Podcaster.com. Apparently, if you go into the website, which you can find at America's Next Top Podcaster.com, and judging by when this episode's going to drop, you have one day in order to go and put yourself into it. And here's what the main website says, by the way, we're looking for you. Think you've got what it takes to be a contestant on the show. We're now taking applications for season three, which begins recording in January. This season, we're raising the maximum time podcasting to 10 years. We want seasoned veterans as well as new podcasters. Apply now and you could be America's next top podcaster. Find out more and apply by December 28th. 2020. Now, Stephen, I got a couple of things to say here. First of all, I think it's a great opportunity for any of our listeners to get in on this and possibly, you know, have their big break. The other thing I just want to say is that 10 years. So we did an episode with you that you have broached over your 10 years. So I don't think you qualify for this anymore. And because I recorded my first episode of podcasting on December 31st, 2010 that means that 
it's three days before this due date <laughs> and I slipped in under the thing. So I might apply just because I'm like nine years and 362 days. Well, first off, you should. Uh, secondly, I don't know that I agree with that range three to 10. That's like that. That's an extreme difference, especially when you couple with the reference point to the podcast industry at those time you might in a normal situation go like oh he's been uh three to ten years in radio and you go okay well how much has really changed in three to ten years in in radio podcasting has evolved significantly and so someone who is up at the 10 years mark i think is very different than someone that's at the three years mark with just different experiences so i don't really get the the numbers that they gave here and the intention that they gave them when you consider all the variables. But hey, you know what? It's one less thing that I have to consider. <laughs> it's funny. And then also, why 10 years? I mean, what's the difference between 10 years and 15 years? Podcasting has been around since September 2004, which is when the official first podcast using the RSS feed, whatever, got out there. So it's been around for 16 years. What's the difference between a podcaster that's been doing it for 10 years and a podcaster has been doing it for 16 years? Not much, except for you went through the bad times, uh, the difficult times, not the bad times, but the difficult times a few more years. But we're all here today. If you've been podcasting in 2020, you know how to podcast today, in my opinion. You might be stuck in some old ways. Like I have a lot of older equipment, for example, just like five, six-year-old equipment, but I'm still active this year. so. You know, okay. Uh, I, I just, yeah. Anyway, it's a great opportunity for our listeners. So once this comes out, you have one day to apply. So <laughs> if you're going to apply, let us know. And then good luck, because I, I would love to have somebody on here that was a better podcasting listener. One more question for USP. Do you know if you have to smize? You don't get that joke. A lot of people don't get that joke. But someone who has watched America's Top Model will get that joke. And on that joke, let's go in to the Better Podback. This is where we here at Better Podcasting turn the show over to you as we run through some of your feedback. We call this segment Better Podback. For this week's Better Podback, we've got just a couple quick questions. We had put it out to our Discord server. What questions do you have about our gear? And we'll work that into our gear episodes. And we had two questions come up. And the first was from Original Waffles. For both, what has been your biggest gear buying regret outside of buying something only so you could review it? And then the second one was from SP's Missing Beard. What gear are you looking to replace in 2021? and why. So SP will answer these next week. I'm going to go ahead and answer them this week because this was my gear episode. I know he says outside of something that you could review, but I got to say it, the Sennheiser IE40 Pros, because yes, there was a review intention, but I thought that I might actually be switching over to them just because I thought maybe they'll offer more clarity or maybe it'll be something that I can use both and wear a little bit less and, you know, maybe have one for travel, one for some other reason. But the thing is, the fact that I can't find Sennheiser branded tips that are foam, I can't find cord replacements easily, I can't find the accessories for them. It is my biggest regret this year. 
And if you look back at my list as well, you'll see there was a lot of real functional purchases that I had. So it's hard for me to put fault into those purchases. But these ones here really, really did disappoint me because I don't feel that I've ever been able to give them a fair shot. If you want to go and, well, you've got some time in the future, watch our entire 2020 catalog again on the video side at betterpodcasting.com. You'll see there are episodes that I use them, but I never felt that I really got the true intention of them because I was using third-party tips or I was using tips that I know don't work well for my ears. So that's my biggest regret, I would say, of the year. And, And I truthfully do wish that I didn't buy them. So I don't think you're being honest with yourself. It's not just the year. It's forever. You know, what's your biggest gear buying regret ever? And for you, I think it could be one of two things. It could be either the fact that you did not buy the Stream Deck (laughs) in 2017 or that you went out and you did buy the pantyhose to make yourself a pop filter. Mm, Definitely not the second. Not the second. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the first could be a big gear buying regret for sure. But I think the intention of this was over 2020. Uh, as for SP's missing beards question, what am I looking forward to replacing in 2021 and why? Uh, I will say the biggest thing that I'm looking at right now, I mentioned it in the segment. I have a new chop saw, a sliding miter saw. So I want to rebuild my rack mount that I have for my audio equipment that I have. If you've never checked out that my Twitter, you, you might not have seen this, but I use a custom rack mount that I built for my, my rack mount gear. And I want to change this a little bit. I want to make it taller, make it so that there's spots for my DI boxes, make it so that if I want, the mixer can actually go underneath it. Um, I, I want to do a whole new build with it. And it's going to be a lot easier now that I own a proper saw and aren't trying to cut wood by hand because I'm not a carpenter. (laughs) I've had a compound sliding miter slot for quite some time, actually ever since I bought the house in 2003. And it's an invaluable thing to have around. And uh, just don't cut your finger off, man. Don't (laughs) Don't do it. And the second thing that I want to note right now that I'm, I'm looking forward to, which is equally exciting for me, I think I want to finally, and I think I said this last year too, I think I want to finally make a change with my visual in my studio, my backdrop and things like that. I have been for a long time fighting with, with my backdrop and balancing it with work and a whole bunch of things. And I've had some ideas for a while. And again, I think a saw is going to help with this. Uh, I, I have some ideas and I think that I'm going to try to, for the video side of things, change things next year sometime. We'll see, see how it works out, but I'm really motivated at the moment. And I, I think I want to make that happen at some point. I look forward to it because you're pretty creative when it comes to that. And I want you out of my office. I don't, I don't want you behind there anymore. Get, <laughs> get, get, get. That's why you've got the backdrop up, right? So we people don't That's see right, us. To yeah. hide you yeah. back there, yeah. And fun fact, we've still never talked face-to-face. That's right. <laughs> I've talked to your brother. I've shook hands with your brother. I might have even hugged your brother, but I have never seen you in the flesh. So that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for this episode. We hope you come back next week for SP's gear episode, and he'll answer those questions as well. Please check out the Gunna Geek Network. And if you're having any form of festivities this year, we do hope that you have a very festive holiday season. No, things look a lot different. And we know this comes out 
technically after Christmas, but we know there's a lot of holiday stuff that happens still in that area. And so happy holidays to you and your family if you've got one that you're celebrating holidays with. So for episode number 241 of Better Podcasting, I'm Stephen John Drew saying ho, ho, ho. And I'm SP saying thank you very much, Stephen, for that rundown. I'm looking forward to mine next time. See you guys. Bye. I hear Santa has a podcast now. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.